here it is. Awesome. Aloha. I'm Desin Hakias. Thank you for joining me with Healing with Aloha. I am truly grateful for this opportunity to share with you Amy Meta, and she is a Reiki master and a dating coach. So before we go on, Amy, if you could share a little bit about yourself. Definitely. Aloha. Thank you, Deslyn. You're welcome. Uh, my name is Amy Meta. Um, I recently got married. Well, not recently, but I recently added Parmer to the end. I'm married. So Amy Metha Parmer. My website is Amy Metha still. Um, I am, as, as you mentioned, I'm a dating coach and Reiki master. And I work with women over 40, um, primarily more sensitive women, you know, on the HSP spectrum. And um, I'm really excited to be here with you today. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. No, I'm so grateful. Uh, dating is such a, a special topic because, you know, we think about it like when we're teenagers and then we become adults and then we get married. Some of us don't get married. Some of us get divorced. I'm divorced. And so it's good that you care and you're getting involved mm -hmm. in helping people to navigate this part of their lives. And so I wanted to um, ask you, uh, what does it mean to be a Reiki master? So Reiki is a Japanese form of energy healing, and I actually have been certified in it. I took three to four different classes where um, the attunement is where you basically have the Reiki energy implanted in you, and then as you progress through the classes, you then start to be able to heal others with your energy. So it's a form of energy healing. Um, I believe, so, you, so you're going to love this. It actually, mm -hmm. as I mentioned, it started in Japan. It came to the U.S. through Hawaii. Oh, really? There was okay. a woman in, I think it was the 1940s, and she is known as the big Reiki master who brought um, Reiki to the big island and then you know it of course spread to the rest of the u.s but um it was a japanese woman and i'll have to look up her name but she so this was i think in the 1940s there was world war ii her brother had passed away during the war her mom was in japan she decided to go back to japan to give her mom the information and while she was there she got sick in a dream, it appeared to her that she could heal herself through Reiki. She went and found a clinic, learned everything there was about it, got healed. And as part of it, she was so mesmerized by it that she, you know, decided to get trained in it. And then she brought it back to the big island. I, okay. I apologize. I don't know what island she was on. Oh, that's Hawaii. That's the big island. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to find out, but well, that was how it came to the U.S. So um, you don't know this, but a fun fact. I, I'm from Hawaii, but I moved to Japan, and I I moved back to Hawaii from Japan. So I was living there. For really? Years. Yeah. That is fascinating. So we yeah. were meant to talk about this. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that more. But so that's interesting because yeah. So I I lived there. So I've only lived in Hawaii, and I've lived in Japan. Wow. Wow. Very cool. No, that's awesome. Uh, what is 
what is some key things you wanted to share um, about Reiki that you find that is very helpful for people to be aware of? Um, so I'd like to start by saying, you know, obviously I don't have a master's or PhD level scientific background, so I'm definitely not a doctor. Um, I have, you know, the basic undergrad level, but I, again, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, but I'm very, I've always been very into energy healing. I got into it back when I was having some medical issues and regular medicine wasn't helping me. And so I started delving into, okay, what else can I pursue to help me with these issues? And I got really into energy healing. Um, a lot of what I'm gonna talk about today has to do with the chakras. And the chakras are meridians um, that are in the body. There are seven main ones. And so should I go ahead and get into this or should yeah, I just kind of give you an you overview right share, now? Do you want me to share? Um, yeah, sure, sure. I can share, if you do you want me to share, share the diagram? The diagram? Yeah, yeah, please okay. do. Sure, just a second here, let me get that for you. Where is it? Sorry, guys, just a second here. Sure, cute picture. Thank you, that's my sister. That is, Aww. where is, oh, there it is, almost like, okay. There we go. So as I mentioned, the chakras are the energy centers in the body. There are seven main ones. Some will say there are as many as 12 or 13, but today I'm, I'm mainly just looking at the main seven. Okay. Um, chakra means, um, is the word for a wheel in the ancient Indian language Sanskrit. And there are also things called nadis, which are the channels, and pranas, which are the subtle winds. So a lot of research has been done on this subject, and I was actually watching a video right before this um, by a practitioner of shiatsu who was using both medical knowledge and you know, his knowledge of the meridians to work to heal people. So the chakras, as I mentioned, they're energy centers. And the way it works is the energy gets processed through each of these energy centers. Mm -hmm. And if the energy center is functioning well, um, the energy gets processed well, and you have a lot of energy. You know, your, um, your systems are working well, your metabolism Flow, works, you know. Right. The, your body maintains homeostasis. Now, if any of these energy centers get blocked, that's when you start to have problems. And I can even tell you, um, this guy that I was watching, um, like I said, he does healings and he actually is finding a tie between what he, so he considers chakras to be the meridians that are between the connective tissue and they are gateways between the connective tissue and the nervous system and has seen and has actually tied physical problems to um, certain block chakras because the connective tissue starts to take on problems. So I just say that to say that I, I really like this exercise a lot. Um, even if you don't have a background in Reiki, I've taught it to my mom. She has used it with her insomnia. I've taught it to a couple of other people and um, it's something that I use regularly. Oh, uh, you know, I think that 
that would be great for you to talk about insomnia because I, I know a, a bunch of people who, 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 who could benefit. <laughs> if you could awesome. That. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, um, so as I mentioned, there are these seven chakras like you have on the screen and the way that it works is the, the main chakra, so the bottom, it, it goes upwards. So one okay. is the root chakra, okay, two right is here. the sacral chakra, three is the solar plexus, you know, I'm, I'm just going upward, okay. four is the heart, five is the throat, six is the third eye, and seven is the crown. So you see that, it just moves up. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes. And the exercise that we do moves upward. Now, to your point about insomnia, my mom has had an issue with lifelong insomnia. And so I taught her this technique. She's a medical doctor, so she's not big on, you know, <laughs> energy healing. It's yes. not how she was trained. It's not what she knows. And so she feels more comfortable with, you know, the traditional allopathic way of treat of medicine. But she's willing to do little techniques and, and have me do energy healing on her. So I taught her this technique to use. And when she does this exercise I'm going to teach you, um, it helps her fall asleep right away. She's got oh, a problem nice. where she only sleeps four hours at a time, you yeah. know, at a stretch, and then she wakes up. So a, not, a lot of people that have insomnia have this problem. Um, is that how yours happens or what, what happens for you? Some people I know, they have a hard time sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then some people I know that they do sleep and that's about four, four hours, like their best. Right, which, right. In essence, it's not a lot. <laughs> and so yeah. it, it would be good if they would be able to have at least two more hours or three more hours, you know. Oh, absolutely. Have a full rest. Yes, yes, definitely. So, um, yeah. So, and one more thing that you're going to notice from the diagram. So, yeah, so I teach it to my mom and she does the exercise. And then as she does it, her problem typically used to be you know, waking up after four hours and then not being able to go back to sleep. So if she went to bed at like midnight, she'll wake up at 4 a.m. And then, you know, she she's used done. to be, that's her, she's a medical doctor. Her. Sorry? I said, that's her day. Like she's done. That's her day. She, she is up and whether she wants to be or not, she's up. And so with this exercise, she's been able to um, f- put herself back to sleep, relax her body, which is ultimately what it does. And, um, get some much needed rest. And so the next thing I want to point out on the diagram is um, each of the chakras. So we went through the seven chakras, you know, starting from the bottom going up. The first, the second thing I want you to notice is the colors. So if you learned in, in school, we learned in science class that there are seven colors in a rainbow. And what are they? They are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, right? So you see how that works? Uh It works up. So what I like to do is I like to focus on each of the chakras and then I like to use um, what I call like, or what is called crystal energy, which, you know, when you use colors as you heal yourself, it, I I don't really know the mechanics of it, but it it ends up like, you know, um, 10 timing the results. So I recommend that you do this exercise and you kind of harness the crystalline energy when you get more into it and you've got the colors down and everything. It takes some practice. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so the root chakra, 
is your power base. And you know, I'm just looking at this, this little guideline that I've got here. It determines your ability to feel safe, secure, and grounded, and gives you the ability to have and keep money in your life. Okay, so it's very, very important to keep that strong. That is at the base of your spine, your tailbone, and that's red. The sacral chakra, which is chakra two, is emotions, creativity, sexuality, and self-expression. So this allows your emotions to flow more freely if you were to heal it, heightens your creativity, and helps you fully express your two, true unique self. Now that one is orange, R-O. The third one is confidence and positive and personal power, and it fuels your motivation and ambition to pursue your goals. Um, so the solar plexus, which is chakra three, you know, and for each of these, it kind of gives you a little bit of information as to where it is on your body okay. as you're working. Because as you work through it, you're going to use your hands and kind of put them into position. Um, so the solar plexus, you will know that it's blocked if you're kind of feeling oppressed or, you know, something is holding you back from being your full self or feeling free, like you're feeling constricted or held down or tied down or, you know, something is blocking you. That often is your solar plexus. So it's a very popular one to work with. The fourth one is the heart. That's green. Obviously, heart we know is love and relationships. And um, healing it affects your ability to give and receive love as well as love yourself. Mm. So it often gets blocked due to loss, regret, and resentment. So I know we were talking about grief, Deslin, when we, right before we started. So this is a really good one to, for anybody that is working through grief. The heart is something that you maybe want to make a practice of working with every okay. day. And when you work with it, you know, because it's color is green, you want to um, infuse your healing and just imagine that area. Like I like to use, like I said, the crystal. So I like to imagine emerald. So you imagine your heart area, just the center of your chest, and you imagine like an emerald shining its light and filling you up with its green, beautiful light. Okay. The, th the throat is chakra five. It's your communication and personal truth and clearing and opening your throat chakra, which is, you know, obviously how we speak. It helps you speak your truth and clearly ask for what you need. So again, um, the solar plexus is basically where you were feeling blocked in terms of being able to do something. Mm -hmm. The throat chakra is where, um, if you're feeling that you're not able to, you know, voice your needs or say or speak, you're feeling like, you know, something is keeping you from being able to vocalize what you need. Or when somebody is, you know, if your boundaries are being crossed, often that's your throat chakra. So you're going to notice that you need healing there. Okay. Um, and again, that's blue. And so just two more chakras. We have the third eye, which is the brow, you know, right between the eyebrows, and that's your intuition and psychic sense. And opening it will help you fully, fully receive clearer intuitive messages and visions. So connecting with your higher self that, that knows and wants the best for you, when we talk about our intuition or having a gut instinct, part of that is this third chakra, number six. And then you've also got the crown, which is your connection to the divine the universe, and your soul. So if you fully open it, it's going to help you feel more spiritually connected and it strengthens your ability to work with spirit. Now the third eye is indigo and the crown is violet. So now let's go through, you know, I'm trying to break this down and kind of make it easy for, for 
your listeners that, you know, this might be their first exposure to chakras. It's a lot to absorb all at once. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> right. So again, so the root, as we saw is red. So I like to say Ruby, you know, if we looked at a crystal or a gemstone, that's Ruby. Sacral is orange. I like to say citrine, which is kind of an orange stone. Solar plexus is yellow. So I like to say yellow topaz. Oh, Heart okay. is green. So like we said, emerald. Throat is blue. And so for this one, I think you can get a little creative. And you can either say, you know, blue topaz. Their actual topaz is kind of that light blue color. Mm -hmm. Or you can say sapphire. Oh, okay. Okay. And, um, oh, sorry. Uh, Third eye. And sorry, there was a phone call. Um, so the sixth is the third eye between your brows. And that is indigo, as I mentioned. So that's blue agate is the crystal. Okay. It's kind of like a smoky blue color, you know, Ooh. kind of almost grayish. And then the crown chakra is amethyst. It's a violet color, you know, Rojibev violet. And so um, can I take you through the exercise now? Yeah, sure. Okay. Before I start, do you have any questions? I know, I'm sorry, this was supposed to be a conversation. I oh, no, 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 I, I like it. This is, um, I've, I've heard about it before. So I'm okay. looking for my listeners if they're not already familiar. Awesome, awesome. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take two hands Okay. and I just recommend you take your two hands and um, the first time you do it, I recommend just reading through the guide and kind of getting, you know, kind of absorbing some of the information in terms of where the chakras are. So you want to just get your practice and don't, it, you don't have to be perfect the first time. You know, you don't have to actually integrate the colors in. That's maybe a little bit more advanced when you've gotten into a regular practice of doing it. Okay. But what I do is I put my hands together and then I put them in front of the body part that I'm starting with. So with first chakra, it's obviously, it's the root, it's the reproductive area. So you put your hands right there, just right in front. Like this or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like that. Okay. Just keep the hands together. And what you're doing is you're basically sending yourself energy. Now, um, in Reiki energy healing, Chakra balancing is something that typically they teach you as part of your Reiki classes in terms of entunements. It's one of the first things you do as a Reiki practitioner. I like to say that um, anybody can do this. And like I mentioned, you know, I taught my mom to do it. She is not trained or certified in Reiki, but she has done it on herself and she's gotten a lot of advancement. And so Progress, I thought, you yeah. know, why not teach this to more people, you know, that maybe the only thing between them and this technique is having that Reiki class, I can bring it to them and let them start getting healing now. Yeah, to have so, ongoing healing. Yeah, so you put your hands in front of that area. If you want to, you just close your eyes and just imagine a brilliant, like ruby kind of light, red flashing lights or whatever that looks like, and it's just filling up that region and your body. And then you do that for two minutes. And 
So as you do it, you will know, you will typically know right away if there's a blockage or where you're at with regard to that area. Because if you start to kind of feel like an ah feeling, you know, like you're relaxing and your body is getting an adjustment that it really needs, mm -hmm. then that area was somewhat blocked. If you feel a relaxing feeling or? Yes. If you feel kind of like, you know, like you're moving through the chakras, if you put your hands there and all of a sudden, like your, your hands just want to stay there or you just start to kind of get tired or drowsy, mm -hmm. that's a sign that your body is missing this healing. Oh, okay. And you might want to keep your hands there a little bit longer. So you want to feel your way because everybody's body is different. Everybody's needs are different. So as you're doing it, you want to do some kind of detective work and see, okay, how do my hands feel in this position? Are they, you know, wanting to move up? Am I good? Am I not really feeling anything? Or am I feeling fantastic? And oh my God, I could just fall asleep right now. If you feel that, then you're getting, you're giving yourself healing. Oh, wow. Okay. Isn't that cool? Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. I remember speaking to someone when I first came here from Japan and mm -hmm. it was, he, I don't know if that's, he never really went into detail, but he was telling me a, a little bit about this. He said that he felt in his opinion that Kauai, where I live, it was like the highest chakra. Wow, that's fantastic. That's that's what he felt, you know, like that's being very cool. Here. And so, and I, I I find that some of the people who moved there that aren't from here, they came here and they said the the reason why they liked it here, they felt healing. And you know, like if they have like a health problem or like they're battling cancer or whatnot, that they they feel when they're here, they can feel that energy positive energy. That's fantastic. You know, I've heard something similar about Bali. I've heard a lot of people that go there start to feel like that this beautiful healing energy there. And then they just stay or they move back. Yeah. To Bali. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, so there's a lot of different religions that seem to be peacefully coexisting there. And I, I wonder if that's part of it because they've got um, a lot of different temples and everything from what I've seen. So I don't know what it is, but yeah, I've heard beautiful things about Bali. And, you know, I don't know about you, but as you get older, you realize the things that you valued isn't as important. Um, peace of yes. mind. Yes. Um, the ability to feel joy. Yes. Um, and happiness is, is powerful and it's more valuable because you can have what society thinks is success and accomplishments, but then in reality, be so unhappy on the inside. Absolutely. And yeah, so, there. I feel like I feel like there's such I mean? a difference. Oh yeah, no, and I feel like you know we see it a lot on social media. Like, do you have the pretty pictures, and is your day actually like that, or do you need to actually? I like to think of it as: Do you need a vacation to escape from your life, or are you really happy in your life where you're, you know, flowing from from moment to moment, and you don't really like you're happy. You know, yeah, vacation sounds nice, but you're not like, oh my God, I need to go on vacation. Like that's kind of a little uh, measuring stick that I like to use for myself. Yeah, I think that's important because uh, an important message is genuinely loving who you are, what you're about and how you're living yes. that you don't have to go on vacation yes. to, to, yes. to enjoy life. You love your life. You love who you are. And um, do you find that like, being a Reiki master and teaching people that 
to find um, your joy and your happiness here, not in things or in your job or, I mean, those things are great, but in mm -hmm. essence, like it's from it because that's the whole thing about healing. It's, it's inside of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's your inner beauty and they say with enlightenment, right? That that's what it's about. It's about going within rather than going without because mm -hmm. going without is basically actually distracting you from what's inside, which is the real beauty and jewels. Do you think people uh, sometimes, and, and we can't speak for everybody, but do you find some people that you've come across, they have a hard time going internally because maybe they, they feel there's a lot of pain that they're not ready to identify with and to, to process to find healing? I definitely can tell you um, as someone that has experienced trauma and we all have experienced trauma, but I, I know from my own personal experience, and this might be kind of what you're talking about, when you go through negative experiences, especially if you're, if you're at a young age, your emotions can shut off and it's, it's a mechanism that your body is doing to kind of protect you, right? Because the pain is so bad that your body kind of shuts off the emotions and turns off those senses. And so it can be difficult when you start that process again of reconnecting to your emotions Mm -hmm. And figuring out how you feel, you know, how does this feel? How does that feel? Um, I was around that person. How did they make me feel? Like that can be a whole um, new experience with like recognizing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, it, that is a good first step. If you were to be that person that, you know, is having trouble connecting internally, I think if you were to just start looking at, okay, you go somewhere, you meet somebody, um, and, uh, how do you feel around that person? Sorry. I'm going to take a step. Yeah, no problem. My throat gets dry when I go online, when I go, you know, on zoom. Um, yeah. So you meet somebody and then you said you, you, you see how you feel, see how you feel, see what sensations are coming up for you. Really check in with how, um, how, just what are the sensations that are coming up? Are you feeling positive? Are you feeling negative? Get very curious. And if it's difficult, I recommend actually doing it as an observer rather than, you know, remembering, oh, you know, it is my emotion. What is my emotion? Because then there's a little bit of pressure. If you can just get curious, like, a, like watching a movie and just say, okay, let me get very curious about what these emotions and feelings are. What are the senses that are coming up? You know, if I were watching this on a screen, what would I notice? Where in my body am I noticing those sensations? Which actually ties into something I wanted to bring up. As you progress through this exercise and work through all the chakras and basically what you're doing, just to summarize it, you're moving through all the seven chakras with your hands. Mm -hmm. Two minutes in front of each position, use the color that, um, you know, Represents. I recommend adding yeah. the color in and imagining with your eyes closed, you know, that area getting infused with that color and the gemstone kind of adds a sparkle and a shine to it. So I really like that aspect of it. Um, but you can fill up your whole body. You can fill up the area as you have sensations, or even if you are having something like experiencing a block in your life, like say, you know, you're starting a business or, you're experiencing this conflict with a friend, 
and you're having trouble family moving member. past it. <laughs> or family. Sorry? Or family. Or family. If you're experiencing some conflict, um, at, when you bring up that idea or you're going through a negative emotion, close your eyes and see what part of your body that that, you know, that feeling is and send, um, send energy to the area. So sometimes it's easier, right? Sometimes it's right in the solar plexus. It's right in the heart. It's right in the throat, but sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes, you know, maybe it's in the back of the neck or it's, you know, your left ear or something like that. And so what I recommend doing is if you can nail it down to a specific area of a chakra, I recommend closing your eyes and sending healing and that, you know, that uh, the gemstone color to that area. If you can go, um, if it's not a specific chakra, I would just, you know, kind of imagine the area, close your eyes and just blast each of the colors. So red, orange, yellow, green, blue. So say, you know, I've got, I'm sensing something right, right here, kind of in the collarbone area. It's kind of in between the chakras. So I imagine the area and I just imagine, you know, rubies, citrine, and you just progress through the color, the color wheel Thanks. and send energy to yourself. And then oftentimes that, um, in that sen that sensation is going to move somewhere else. And so you just kind of continue the process and send healing to yourself. Yeah. Cause then, like you said, then when you heal the different parts that, um, are hurting or there's a blockage, then mm -hmm. you, you allow fl the flow to, to exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. And you know, you said something that I don't know, um, some of my listeners probably can relate to because I've, experience the reason why the podcast started is because like it was dedicated to my sister who passed away um when oh, she was sorry. 23 and then I was uh -huh. 26 uh -huh. so in a sense I I can like now when I look back at myself like like a movie and you look back like okay what happened and now um, I I did feel a lot of pain in my heart right just this right. this over like physical pain yeah overwhelming physical pain felt wow. broken I, and I explained to people like I feel like my heart got shattered in a gazillion pieces and that no matter what kind of glue or no matter like I believe in God but even in, in even in that that wasn't enough like I went through a lot of I was numb for for years mm -hmm. I was angry and shocked um, yeah and and I found that you know how they talk about the stages of grief like that doesn't even it doesn't even that's not even relevant to someone who's grieving because the stages of grief was meant for people who are coming to end of life, you know, like personally. Um, so I can see where I, I was stuck for my, my own personal journey. And yeah. now I'm hitting 19 years this year. And, and so I'm in a different place where I, I can lean into my pain and so I allow myself to cry, to feel the sadness and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But then I'm able to swing the pendulum to be happy and joyful. Um, and, Wonderful. And, and I don't expect that for other people. I just share for me that mm -hmm. I'm able to go from this to that. Because before I, I wanted to avoid pain. I don't, I don't want to feel. Right. I just... No, I, I don't want to. Yeah. Whereas now I, I want to because that's a very common reaction. 
Yeah. And, and I just want to uh, be able to, like, as a mom, when I became a parent, um, I, I felt like I can't just stay in this, this mindset and this, this, this turmoil and this pain in my grief. I, I realized that I was able to still grieve. However, I'm able to allow myself to experience joy and happiness and not feel yeah. like I'm betraying my family because you know they're not here like I'm not sad for them like I I still felt sadness and I I miss them however I I kind of told myself that I'm carrying on their legacy and that the the love that they have for us they would want us to enjoy life and to to live it to the fullest on behalf of them and for ourselves I really recommend that you do some like regular work on your heart chakra and maybe your throat chakra and your solar plexus to kind of, you know, move the emotions through. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times these emotions can get stuck in our bodies. When we go through negative experiences, they get physically stuck in our bodies and they, you know, cause issues, they cause blockages. And so I think it's very important to do the healing work and then to also try and, you know, move the emotion out of the body. So dance, exercise, oh, that's what I do. <laughs> any, any physical movement to, to exercise, you know, exercise and exercise that spirit out of your body, basically. Right. Yeah. Music. I, I tell people, uh, my tips is music and art, um, art. So singing mm-hmm. and like just being creative, whatever that creativity is, it, it's healthy for you. So it doesn't say pent up, but it flows through you. Right. You know, Wonderful. Even if you're creating abstract <laughs> or like, it is such a good medicine, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> uh, so thank you for sharing that. I, I find Absolutely. that really helpful. Um, I've, I've seen books, I've read some articles, but it's great to talk to someone you know, about it and like just to identify more clearly. And I'm sure people, if they're interested, they can contact you if they want to be able to learn more. Uh, can you, okay, go. Oh, no, I, I forgot to tie this back to dating because, you know, obviously I'm a dating coach. I infuse all of my um, coaching that I do with my clients with Reiki. Okay. And so I've used some of these techniques there's this technique. There's another one that I really like, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it. It's called the Ho'oponopono forgiveness prayer. And that's a beautiful one for dealing with emotions also. Um, but I, I help my clients, you know, um, deal with heartbreak and loss and some of the grief that comes from, you know, the after effect of divorce. You've been divorced. I've been divorced. There can be a lot of grief left over afterwards and you want to work to heal that. And so this is one of the aspects I provide as part of my dating coach, coaching service that I do. And yeah, I just wanted to bring it back to that. That's all. No, I was just going to ask you about dating and like how you are able to um, infuse it into your coaching as a, for dating, because it's one thing to, to date, but to, to um, take care of yourself, you know, like your your self-worth, your self-esteem, and, and just really embracing all that you are. Right. So that as right. you move into dating, that you don't get caught up in letting that identify you or discourage you from being who you are if you don't click while you're out there getting to know people. And like you're saying that you, you'll find that you tend 
like certain people, like if they've been through trauma, like narcissist relationships and whatnot, yep. that without realizing you'll just keep attaching to people, yes. <laughs> the same type yes. of people that is not healthy for you. Yes. Yes. So I, I work to help my clients kind of heal a lot of those issues and do so I advocate kind of like both a left brain and a right brain approach. I think that emotions and chemistry and attraction are all really good and having that intellectual meeting of a mind. But I think a lot of times um, for women where maybe they didn't necessarily have that great basis as a model for what a healthy relationship is, what a happy relationship where, you know, it's very loving and both partners are helping each other. You, you have to do a little bit of detective work and use some logical thinking in it. And so I infuse some of that strategy into my coaching. And so we address each woman as a whole kind of to figure out, you know, where she's at, what kind of skills and mindsets she can work on to get to where she feels, you know, strong and beautiful and confident and knows that she deserves a great guy and knows she has what it takes to get a great guy, you know, because there, there's a lot to it and, and no two women are the same. It, it, it always depends, but yeah, those are some of the things I, no, I, I And I think that's awesome. And I think that's encouraging because you're, you, you deal with the dynamic of each individual person. Mm-hmm. It's not like a blanket approach. No, no definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. It's not cookie cutter because we're all such individual people. We all have different experiences and you know, what works for one woman is not necessarily going to be the exact formula that works for another. Mm -hmm. Why? um, Sorry. I just wanted to ask you why was this valuable to you? Like what was the turning point that made you desire to, to do coaching for dating? You know, so that's a really interesting question, and I get asked that a lot because you know I because <laughs> I don't I don't know say, um, a lot of people who who do what you right. do, and yeah, so and it's interesting. So it, I can tell you, it did start the kind of the grain of the idea. I knew I wanted to be a life coach. I've always been one of those people um, that gives advice to others. And growing up, I was I've always I I don't I think it's just my nature. Um, I've been told that, you know, I have kind of like a less judging nature. And so people feel comfortable coming to me and telling me things. And then, you know, I will advise them. And I've done that my entire life in every aspect, you know, whether I'm working, whether I'm with friends, I I tend to meet people and they tend to open up to me, you know, and they feel comfortable. And I've been told that I'm able to kind of make them feel like their problems are not so bad. And so I always knew I wanted to be a coach with the dating thing. I went through my own experiences. I got divorced at the age of 37. And so I went back into the dating market where I hadn't really dated a lot before. I I got married when I was in my mid twenties. I hadn't had a lot of experience, didn't know a lot about dating and what to look for. And so I picked the wrong guy, ended up in the wrong relationship. And um, yeah, so it was stressful and dating was stressful. And I, I, say that I am now the coach that I wish I had had because I went through a lot, you know, it was kind of a lot of times a roller coaster. And I want to, if I can save other women from making the the mistakes I made, yes, yes, yes. the dead ends, the dead ends. (laughs) 
Exactly. And wasting their valuable time, energy, and beauty on the wrong guys. Like they're wasting their time. You know, some of it I learned myself. Some of it I learned after, you know, I, I've been married now three years. We just celebrated our third wedding anniversary. And a lot of things I, I learned, you know, I, I studied because there were things I had to learn that I didn't know myself. And then later, you know, a lot of things I had gone through would make sense. But some of it is based off of my own experiences and some of it is based off of what I've learned. But I did notice when I was in my late 30s and early 40s that there were a lot of women that were these beautiful, amazing, smart, talented, you know, driven women. And they did not have a, have a guy and they really wanted to have a family. They wanted to be married. And I started to notice, man, this is a major issue. And these women, you know, if I can help them, I want them to have what they want. So right. that's Instead what of, like from. I think I read somewhere you're talking about the alpha woman and mm-hmm. and not um just like basically settling. Yes. I yes. mean there you know what there's nobody's perfect. Like nobody's yes, perfect. Exactly. However, but there's certain people that they're loyal, they're trustworthy, they're mm-hmm. they're loving, compassionate. Right. And we need that. We don't want to just be with someone cuz they're good looking to look at. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. And as we get older, you know, looks fade. Like what the person is like, what their character is like, what sort of conversations you have. Are you able to learn and grow from each other from spending time together? Like, I feel like that's everything. You know, you want a relationship that grows with you that doesn't get stale where you're, you know, eventually are moving in different directions. You want to be continuing, continually learning, evolving and growing. Yeah. That the journey of being together, it's, you're on the same path, not, okay, let's, I want to go this way, you go that way. And then one person compromising and, but it's more like exactly. painful because they, they, they feel like they're not able to be themselves, yes. you know? And yes. so just, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. So I'm glad like that's something that you're doing because um, it, it's a pain point. And so if you are able to help someone get over that hump, and not not feel like ah it's hopeless um that that's 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 amazing and you know i have people um that would love to to learn more and so i definitely will will share with them and i can learn too uh, i'm happy <laughs> right now I'm, I'm a single mom and i'm divorced but i'm happy <laughs> but that's I, awesome that's I, awesome but yes when you are ready i would love to work together yeah, no, but I can learn with like the healing right now. Like that, I think that's something that is is valuable for me and like where I'm at in my life and whatnot. But um, awesome. I just wanted you to share. Um, thank you so much for your time. Uh, can you share with them what is the best way to find you on social media yes, or absolutely. your website? Yeah, so my um, business page and I also got a free Facebook group called Revolutionize Your Life. Um, I, so I think you're going to publish the links, right? Yes. So that people can click on it yes. to get the, directly to me, but yes, it's called revolutionize your life exclamation point. There's a couple of them out there. Um, my website is www.avmetha.com and I'm going to include a link. Um, I'll send you a link to, for, um, for viewers to get a free set of videos on dating and healing through this COVID-19 experience that we're going through. I've got a set of about five videos that kind of go through it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So I I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for thank you um, so much. Your this time. is wonderful. And I'm, I'm, so, guys, I met Amy. Um, we we're in a group together, and she was sharing on a video. And I was like, when I when I seen her, I instantly connected with her, and I wanted to share her um, with you guys so that you can understand what she does. And if if maybe it's not something that you can identify with i'm sure you can have um your family or friends who can identify with her and so thank you so much for your time if you could just stay i'm just gonna close it out here absolutely so guys, thank, um, you thank you so much deslin so guys thank you so much for joining us here with healing with aloha podcast we're on spotify anchor.fm apple podcast but you guys have a beautiful day until the next time Ahuyo.